Hey, sick and wrong. I have an idea for a new segment. It's called Ask Jeffrey. So my first question for Jeffrey would be, in a wobbly H type situation with all male, is it considered more of a wobbly Q? Goodbye. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, Gene Simon. And I'm Harrison, guys. Harrison, how are yeah. you enjoying your Halloween month? Oh, it's fucking great. You got a, you got a Halloween-themed shirt on right now. Yeah, Lenora uh, gave me this shirt when I was in rehab. You know, when she was the only one of my friends to visit me in rehab. You remember that part? <laughs> I was sending you happy thoughts. Yeah. Through, uh, through my TM. Yeah, through your <laughs> yogic flying. Yeah. It's, it's funny how in Los Angeles, more so than any other city I've ever lived in, they just celebrate this holiday for a fucking month. And everybody talks about it all year long. And then all of a sudden it's October and now you have like all these Halloween, all this Halloween shit to do. Do they... Celebrated you know, all month. I mean, I haven't. Yeah, yeah. I've I mean, been like ill for two weeks. I haven't left the house much, so I don't know. Uh, if you're on Facebook, you see like everybody's going to all these Halloween parties and all these Halloween horror mazes and the the hayride and all this stuff. It's like a Halloween's a big deal here. Boney Island Carnival. Every day, for me, my life is a horror maze. So I don't need to fucking you know. <laughs> I don't need to do this one you should month have just a year. This, like, yeah. the horror maze of failure that's like just yeah. your apartment. Yeah, I, I am a horror, you know. I'm bleeding out my asshole. I might have colon cancer, you know. Yeah, Jesus Christ, just, Everything's horrible. terrible, yeah. My, uh, mm. my friend Joe Kelly came down uh -huh. um, because, so for his birthday, I bought him a while ago. I can't remember his birthday was, like back in like May or something. I bought him a ticket for Ozzy. So mm -hmm. Ozzy was doing his No More Tours tour. Yeah. And so uh, Joe bought a ticket to come down and everything. And fucking Ozzy canceled. Mm. Well, he postponed because he had hand surgery. And then, uh, and then he canceled. Yeah. And uh, I mean, part of the thing is when you go see Ozzy, you kind of have to expect, you know, that this could happen. I mean, yeah. the guy's 70 years old. Yeah. I, I personally, I think Sharon Osbourne is making him tour. I think, think she's so? forcing him to tour. I thought they broke up or something because he cheated on her. No, he, he came back to her. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I think she's yeah. just like, you. she's like this evil witch that just controls his soul. Well, he's like 70-something, right? Is he's he? 70. Okay. And I think she's like, you have to keep touring because you don't have mm. any years left. Just cash in, and I want this money. Mm. And so she just has his soul. And until he repays her, mm. then I think he'll be able to, or maybe someone cuts her head off or something, then he's free. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, he canceled. My, so, when my grandparents were like sixty five, they could barely walk to this store. Let alone you know? tour. Yeah, yeah. Getting I, up on stage, I, singing Crazy Train. I don't understand. You know. Yeah. So we ended up doing. Uh, I had to find something else to do, so we ended up going to Universal Horror Nights. Mm. Have you ever done that? No. Um, and again, like, my life. 
But I mean, have you ever done Universal Studios? You know how like all these studios around here have tours, like studio tours? Oh yeah, I mean, I did it when I was a, a child because, uh, you know, I was a child. I gotta say, out of all the horror, Halloween maze things that all the amusement parks do, Universal does it probably the best. Okay. Because they, I mean, they, I think they own a lot of the, uh, the rights to a lot of these movies. A friend of mine used to, when they, because they used to have it year round at Universal. The, Did they? The yeah, horror, horror Nights yeah. year round? They used to have, yeah, they, they changed it. They had like a, the whole, because, you know, the Universal Monsters. So they had yeah, a whole yeah. section oh, of the park oh, wait, they had year that, round yeah, that, that was that, Universal Monsters. Well, it wasn't a, it was a, it wasn't like a ride, but it was like a, an installation that was all, that you could go in and see the Bride of Frankenstein props and you could see all that like Chucky No, dolls. they had a hard, they had a haunted house year round and they yeah, had a whole it was a section of the go in. thing. Because my friend of mine, that was his job. He, he was Frankenstein. He worked as Frankenstein at the oh, fucking that'd thing. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, they they tore that down to make room for Harry, Harry Potter, Potter world. Yeah. But then, uh, but then now, I guess this this year they brought it back and they had like the Universal uh, Classic Monster Maze. Right. Oh, uh, you'd have been stoked. It was pretty awesome, actually. Uh, part of it, they had like uh, what else? They, they had a Stranger Things one. They had yeah. the Purge, which I've never seen that movie. Right. The Purge. They had a. Uh, Trick or Treat, which I've never seen that either. Um, never heard of it. It's like a horror anthology that came out a little while ago. They had a Walking Dead one that was kind of lackluster. And then you could go on the Terror Tram, and you could go up to the actual Norman Bates house, like the Psycho house, and like pose with Norman Bates. Actually, when I went to Universal Studios in Florida as a kid, they had the, the Psycho house. But could you go and walk up to it? And yeah. Post? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Normally they do this like train that kind of goes through it. Mm. But part of Horror Nights, you actually get to walk around hmm. and check that shit out. Um, it, it's cool. One of the funniest things about going to these events mm. is the teens love it. And it's open till 2 a.m., which is yeah. kind of crazy. Beer, oh my God. But like we went to, uh, as, as a Jew, I was horrified. That's, that was the true horror to me. So I bought three beers at, at Moe's Bar, because they have like the whole Simpsons thing. Mm. Three Duffs, which is basically Bud Light, but they call it Duff, cost me $46. Mm. Yeah, that was the horror to three me. Three beers? Three beers. That's insane. I know. I, I was just like, that scared me the most. No, but. see, I'm not never doing that. And yeah, you know why they teens love it? Uh, I, I worked in a haunted uh, labyrinth in high school. And one, one night they had me playing the mad scientist. Um, and a bunch of teenagers pepper sprayed me and my uh, lab assistant. They just pepper sprayed you? Yeah, yeah. That would have been funny. Yeah. What'd you do? Did you just like scream? Well, it got <laughs> it, it didn't get in my eyes, but my lab assistant, who's just this girl who like she was laying on a table, and I I cut her arm off, and then I chased them out of the room with her arm, with her severed arm. So it's just part of the yeah, uh, it's the part of the thing. thing. Yeah. And um, but but the you know they thought it'd be funny if fucking pepper spray. <laughs> and I didn't realize like I, we didn't see it, and then all of a sudden she starts screaming. And I, there's like, all of a sudden my face starts to sting, like little insects are stinging it, but it was not my eyes. And we had all these fog machines. And for some reason, my first thought was like, the fog machines are spewing poison now. <laughs> you this thought was it was like my, Zyklon B or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, this is what I thought. <laughs> and so she's like, oh my God, my eyes. And I'm like, oh shit, oh shit. So like I grabbed her and I carried her through the maze and I kicked over one of the walls because this was set up in like the parking lot of a shitty department store. And and then I went out to the main area and, and um, came up to our, our manager, who was a little person. 
the wow. manager of the yeah he was a he'd be out there juggling out in front while people were in line. Was he dressed up like an evil leprechaun or something? No, God, that's such a waste. Yeah, yeah. He just uh, and he had he had a, he had degrees in clowning and miming, which he never hesitated <laughs> to remind us of. Yeah, yeah. From um, where? Clown college? <clears throat> I don't know which clown college. Harvard? Maybe one of the Ivy clown <laughs> <Yale>. colleges. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I worked my butt off at Clown College yeah. in Yale. <laughs> Drank a lot of beer with Squee, yeah. Donkey Dog Dave. Uh, yeah, and then they didn't c- catch the, the teens, the stupid teens. Oh, they did didn't it. even. No. You know, at Universal, they're saying because mm. that's part of it is like you walk around and you see all these people in outfits, and they come up and jump right at your face. And mm. I don't know, I don't get scared by that thing, but teens freak out if you touch any of them. Like it's a crime. Like they have cops everywhere. What? Yeah. Like if you, you like, touch who? One of the actors. Oh. Like if you like reach back and like clocked him in the face, mm. you'd uh, you know you'd be arrested on the spot. But they have cops everywhere. I thought you meant if you touch one of the teens. No, well, <laughs> I was like, well, you probably shouldn't do that anyway. <laughs> you got to do that in the yeah, in, yeah. like the very dark areas of the maze. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you see all these teens like screaming and freaking out. What mm. the hot girls there actually? I gotta, I gotta say. But you, then you don't mm. know if they're underage. You kind of don't want to look at them. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's very hard for me to tell. Age. Yeah, you just yeah. kind of you kind of want to mm. skip by it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was a mm. fun time. Very expensive. Mm. And kids, that was the other funny thing too. Is teens, I think, like drink in the parking lot. Like okay. they have like uh, I think they just drink in the uh, the parking garage, and by the time they're in there, they're just wasted and can't handle their booze. So like you see a lot of kids puking, mm. you see a lot of kids like screaming and freaking out, and you're just like, dude, calm down. Yeah, it's a fucking stupid maze. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I never got never got too into it. But anyway, my point is in the uh, classic. The, the classic Universal Monsters maze, which is by far the coolest. Because okay. they had like, I mean, like their Frankenstein props are their real props. Right. They actually had a full uh, working electric chair. I mean, I don't know if it's working, but it looked like it was all lit up. Okay. But it was like a full, like lifelike looking electric chair. Right. So I was wondering if Fred Leuchter designed that one. Oh, right. I mean, designed a prop. Because how many movies... I've had electric chairs. I know Wes Craven's shocker. Actually, and and when I went to I went to a prop auction a few weeks ago where I bought that weird giant painting. Oh yeah, what was the other thing you were gonna buy? Uh, a fake elephant skull. A fake elephant skull. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but it went up above like two hundred fifty dollars. So I was like, nah. But they, yeah, they had an elect they had an electric chair. How prop. much was that going for? It was too big and it wasn't that great. But I don't know what it was bidding for. Was that going to be part of your like sex chair or something? Well, because they also have like some pillories. Oh, that would have been kind of yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, so I thought about maybe getting one of those for, you know. Harrison's if I had a sex ha- chamber. Yeah, I mean, if I had a house, that all that stuff would be in the basement, you know. At <laughs> the torture room. Yeah, yeah. An electric chair would be kind of cool to actually have. Like, yeah. I mean, if you could actually get a real one. I thought like Marilyn Manson bought one or something. One of those guys did, or Rob Zombie or sure. someone. But anyway, they had one. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And it made me think of uh, made me think of that documentary about Leuchter, Mr. Yeah. Death. The Rise right. Uh, yeah. And then nine, they came out in the nineties, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was like Errol Morris. I think like uh, mm-hmm. was it ninety nine or something. Yeah. But then all of a sudden, I was reading in the in the news, uh, Leuchter's back in the news again. Hmm. Um. So this guy. Why? Because t- everyone's a Nazi now, or 
No, uh, a Tennessee death row prisoner requested to be executed by the electric chair, which I didn't even know you could do that. Um, Some states allow you to choose the method of your execution. I thought they just were like, it's lethal injection for everybody now. No. So it depends I mean, can, on the state. Are there states that still have firing squads? I feel like somebody died in a weird way within the last 15 years. Like can either re- firing squad or, or hanging. Request to be hung and like a, you know, the horse patted on the ass like the old West. I know there were some states that, al- that allowed it, that allowed you to choose. And then people were picking weird shit and they're like, you know what? No one gets to choose now. Or like samurai because people were, yeah people were like oh fire, you know firing squad and then they're like oh. guillotine right yeah guillotine what, that, what are you looking up what, what's the what's like the least painful method of they, being executed they believe it's firing squad and then second to that is guillotine is guillotine yeah I me mean, if I if I had to choose I would do firing squad yeah me too and you'd think as an executioner you'd prefer firing squad because right. you know you it could be one of like five people or something that kills you. Mm-hmm. Although I wonder if death is really instantaneous. Because, I mean, the bullet, they aim for your heart, right? Yeah. So, I mean, does it kill you on the spot? Do you bleed out for like 10 minutes? I feel like you probably bleed out for a certain amount of time. That's got to, that probably doesn't feel too good. Right. And I feel like even if it's like 30 seconds, it's probably 30 years. Uh, You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably feels like. Well, so, uh,. This week in the news, a uh, Tennessee death row prisoner um, hoping to avoid a lethal injection he believes would be torture won a major victory in his battle to choose how the state will kill him. Hmm. So Edmund Zagorki, if he's executed, a federal judge ruled on Thursday that the state will have to use the electric chair. Mm. Um, it would result, this would be the first electric chair death in Tennessee since 2007 and the first in the U.S. since 2013. Okay. Yeah. Um, so uh, the governor granted Really? They don't do it any... I thought... No, they don't do it. I mean, huh. yeah, they haven't done it in a long time. Uh, governor Bill Haslam granted a 10-day reprieve to Zagorski. If you ask me, I think the guy's like, you're about to die. Mm. And he's trying anything he can to get more time. Mm. And so he's like, yeah, no, I, I, I want to get the electric chair. Sure. Just get a couple more weeks while they you know, go through the litigation of it. So... Dying by electrocution can be incredibly gruesome. Um, however, it's more reliable than, uh, than lethal injection. Hmm. So up until the 1990s, electric chairs were common across the country. But then states eventually turned to lethal injection as their primary choice over concerns that the chairs were too barbaric, particularly for viewers, which I find, I f- I find that kind of odd. I mean, if, as a viewer, not as the, mm-hmm. the person being executed, if you had to view an execution, wouldn't you rather see the chair? Lethal injection, anticlimactic and boring. But the chair? You can see someone fried. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, Firing Squad has a certain level of romanticism, which would be kind of cool. It does, yeah. Um, but I mean, the chair? Yeah, that would just be great. I mean, I, I'm surprised viewers would find that barbaric. I wonder if you could smell it. I don't know. Yeah. It smells like a barbecue. I mean, because usually you're like in another room behind glass watching it. Well, yeah. I'm well, saying this based on movies, so I, <laughs> what the fuck do I actually know? Yeah, I don't think they yeah. let you in the room. No, usually you know how it's like, you know. They, yeah, it's like they, and then they there's put another the curtain room. down yeah, yeah, and yeah. you're sitting there in like stadium seating. Right, yeah. <laughs> popcorn, hot The dogs. operating theater. 
Uh, nine states permit the use of the electric chair, but only hmm. two, Virginia and South Carolina, have used one in the past 10 years. Okay. Um, so Zagorski is 63 years old. He's been on death row since 1983, uh, convicted for the murder of two men. Um, apparently, he lured these two, uh, John Dotson and Jimmy Porter, hmm. into the woods in northern Tennessee under the pretense that they're going to buy 100 pounds of marijuana. Which, that was like a class A drug back in 1983. Right, yeah. 100 pounds of marijuana. That's a lot of marijuana. As soon as he uh, brought them back to the woods, he shot and slit the throats of the two men, took the thousands of dollars that they brought for the drugs, and I was caught. Sentenced, sentenced to death a year later in 84. Oof. And so he's just been sitting on death row since then in Tennessee. Mm. So of the 30 states that still have the death penalty, 21 do not have the electric chair as an option. And two of the states said that, the, uh, that it's unconstitutionally cruel. Hmm. Which I find kind of odd, but um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think all executions are, you know, because we were talking about this before, the, I guess the Eighth Amendment against yeah, cruel, cruel and unusual, unusual punishment. punishment. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's a, it's a violent death. It's probably not fun, you know? Well, they, I guess part of it is they don't understand the science behind it. Mm. Or, or it's, 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 you can't really predict with any accuracy. Because a lot of uh, expert testimony has suggested that the alternating current mm. could repetitively activate the brain, causing the perception of excruciating pain and a sense of extreme horror. Which you'd think a guy who murdered a whole family or something. What does it do to the brain? It activates it? Yeah, it could repeatedly like activate the brain. Because okay. the current's just going through there, okay. making it like amplifying the, the feeling of horror. Is that the um, Tesla one or the Edison one? The electric chair? No, alternating current. I'm not sure. There was like all like alternating current was what was um I think it was it was Tesla's and then uh, Edison's was a different kind of direct current. A direct current? I think yeah. that's what, isn't that what they use in chairs? Um, no, you just said it was alternating. So the alternating current. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, but this was before, and this is why they ruled it unconstitutional. So I don't know if they've changed that now. Oh, okay. Because it was like the, they when, they were, doing. when they were trying to, you know, uh, when they were warring for like, oh, which electricity is America going to use? That was the thing where... Um, Thomas Edison's like, look, alternating current is dangerous. Watch me electrocute this elephant for no reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. And that's where they... So I'm surprised they would use that in the chair. Um, well, you're going to... Maybe. Turns out they're both just as dangerous. <laughs> well, you know? experts also said that the voltage sequence used in execution could stop the heart, but then start it back up again. <laughs> So it's like getting, uh, what are those things, defibrillators. Yeah. So you just keep feeling it. And it can make Ernest P. Worrell into a supervillain if you execute him <laughs> in it. So. Um, so the chair, so experts have claimed, this is a Nebraska court ruling, that the chair caused a prisoner's skin to reach a temperature of 200 degrees. Oof. So that's why it's protocol to have a fire extinguisher kept nearby. Yeah. And witnesses of past executions have described smoke, emerging from the prisoner's legs and smelling the burning flesh in the viewing room. So I guess you can smell it. Okay. Um, they've, uh, both courts have mentioned that uh, there's a possibility of burns to the head from the sloughing or slippage of a large portion of the skin on the scalp. 
Um, sloughing, is that what you said? Sloughing, yeah. Okay, I didn't even know that was a just word. Just sloughs off. Oof. And sagging skin on the sides of the prisoner's head from the temple areas and cheeks to above and beyond the ears. So apparently it just melts the skin right off. And that there. happens to the people who are watching it? No, the, no the, it's the, the person who's being executed. When you put the cap on, yeah. that's, they're watching this guy's... No, I know. The people see it. The people yeah, see yeah. his skin. So, that's why so it's are, like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Just like, I don't you know? know if it melts that, okay, that okay. degree, it's, but that would be amazing. Okay. <laughs> um, although the electric chair can result in grisly outcomes, lethal injection, lethal injection actually has a higher rate of botched attempts. Mm. So that's, that's part of it. Um, so apparently with uh, lethal injection, there's a three-drug lethal injection protocol. First is a sedative, similar to Valium, and then two incredibly painful drugs, mm. a paralytic and a potassium chloride. So if you're not properly anesthetized by the, by the sedative, okay. it just feels ungodly painful. Huh. You know what? You yeah. know what we, should, we should switch back to using uh, the Judas Cradle. You know what that is? <laughs> I'm trying to think of what that one is. Is that the one that breaks your knees? It, no, it's it's an obelisk that you, you're chained up, and then you have to sit on this obelisk, and you're trying to hold yourself up, and gradually you lose strength, and as you do, the point of the obelisk goes, goes into right up your, your ass. asshole, yeah. and then until eventually and it, just, it kills and you. And it's like, yeah. yeah, and it just rips it, rips it apart. Yeah, <laughs> so I, try, now, I tried to buy one of those, too, from my basement, but uh, didn't, couldn't get <laughs> it. Too bad you don't have a basement. Yeah. Um, so uh, apparently Zagorski was supposed to be actually killed on Monday. Hmm. And then uh, he asked to be killed by electric chair to avoid a lethal injection. And so apparently in Tennessee, inmates sentenced to death before 1999 have a choice between the chair or lethal injection. Oh. So uh, the Tennessee Department of Correction swiftly rejected his request uh, because they claimed he needed to make this decision weeks before. But then his uh, lawyer filed an emergency motion to compel the state to consider his request. Hmm. And so uh, the judge granted uh, and ruled in uh, Zagorski's favor. And now uh, they prohibited the state from executing the inmate by any method other than the electric chair. Yeah. So interesting fact point. This is, ties it into uh, Loiter here. Was that Loiter or his company, Loiter Associates, right. uh, actually designed the electric chair that the uh, the, the that the Tennessee uses. So yeah, the current chair was made by Leuter, um, who would eventually be charged with fraud for practicing engineering without a license. But he's also the most famous, or I guess notoriously famous, for uh, the author of the Leuter Report that attempted to show that the Holocaust gas chambers were not used to kill people. Right, I remember that. So uh, yeah, so we were talking about, there's an amazing documentary actually called Errol Mor by Errol Morris uh, called Mr. Death, The Rise and Fall of Fred Leuchter Jr., which you should totally check out, people, it's good. Um, Leuchter's been described as a Holocaust denier, but he insists that the term has been used to tarnish his reputation. Mm. He says, I am not a denier of anything. You can't deny something that never happened. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> but it, it's kind of amazing that uh, Leuter or his company, Leuter Associates, I mean, this guy graduated from like Boston University mm. with a degree in art history. Yeah. But yet he was designing methods of capital punishment. Like well, he was designing electric chairs. I mean, I think you could do that as long as you don't say, I'm an engineer. Well, you know, I mean, he claimed I don't think Edison had a degree in engineering. I, I'm, I don't Ed think Edison Leonardo had studied da Vinci. science, though. 
A lot of people like Jack Parsons, who you know created a lot of the rocket fuels we use. No formal training whatsoever. Yeah, but would you? He be also up- blew himself up, but still, he founded the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. Or would yeah. you be upset if you're like about to be executed? And be like, oh, who designed this guy? Or who designed this uh, lethal injection, you know, device? They're like, oh, that guy. He's got a degree from DeVry, well, yeah, and he was in like Yale's Clown College for a couple of years. See, we get, I, I disagree. I think we need to drain the swamp of all these, uh, all these, <laughs> all these trained elitist. engineers. You know what I mean? So Leuchter had advised he had advised more than a dozen states on execution equipment of various types, but by 1990. Uh, states were finding that his methods fell short. Ah. And uh, the, the Illinois Department of Corrections terminated the contract after an expert testified that one machine used to inject potassium cyanide would cause the prisoner unnecessary pain, consisting of a severe burning sensation throughout the guy's body. Mm. Yeah. So, Voigter's an interesting guy. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. He's such a weird-looking guy, too. Do you have a picture of that dude? Oh, yeah, yes. Yes, I do. Uh, yeah, here we go. There, the uh, the listening audience on Twitch can take a look at the guy. Yeah, here he is with the chair over here. There's a picture of the chair. So he started Fred Leuchter Associates, in which he sold services. So weird looking, this guy. Yeah, he is. He's goofy looking. Jesus Christ, man. He's almost like a caricature of a nerd. Yeah, yes. You know, like the big glasses, the goofy teeth. Right. Uh, he should have a pocket protector. <laughs> Isn't that the noise they used to make in the movies? <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like Rick Moranis or something. Yeah. Uh, he, like Rick Moranis is like the would play this guy in a movie. Yeah. Um, Leuchter so sold services to several states to help them maintain, improve, document, and ascertain the effectiveness of their equipment for administration of capital punishment. And his initial work was with these electric chairs, which started in Tennessee. So Leuchter claimed that his work was humanitarian. Right. Because he provided greater respect for guards and those to be executed. And he's pretty Jewy looking too, which is weird. Which is odd because yeah. I don't think he likes Jews that no, much. No, he doesn't like them. Um, the other thing too, they found out that this guy aggressively solicited business. Hmm. Yeah, like he would go after, uh, you know, go after companies being like, well, I'm going to pull my uh, devices from you. And he would try to like undercut other companies. Mm. Yeah, he was sketchy. Come on, buy an electric chair already. Come on. <laughs> he also offered his services at like considerable economies, so like uh, off the shelf parts, labor, yeah, and a twenty percent profit. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he had been he had been you know misrepresenting himself as an engineer to right. penitentiary. I mean, they just assumed he was an engineer. Mm. So what happened in 1988? Leuter was hired by Ernst Zundel. I think we have a picture of him too. Who was being tried in Canada for publishing works of Holocaust denial? So apparently, in Canada, it's a crime to uh, dis- disseminate false information. Right, like it is in a lot of European yeah countries European countries. As well, yeah. So uh, he had hired here he is. Yeah, he had hired Leuter based on a recommendation from uh, this prison guard named Armin Trout who um, was personally responsible for carrying out executions by use of cyanide gas. And he's like, oh, I know this guy who's an expert in the field. Mm. And, uh, you know, he's an engineer and he's like a really smart guy. And so um, Zundel hired Leuchter to travel to Auschwitz and Birkenau to examine the structures identified by guards prisoners as gas chambers. Right. And, and, and based on his research, I'm doing this in air quotes here, 
uh, he concluded they could not have been used for mass murder. Right. Even though like his methods were like barely okay. scientific and you know. I wouldn't even say scientific at all yeah. really because I remember he was like scraping stuff off the walls well, and he's like another... well there's not enough uh, remnants of Zyklon you know whatever well it's that's not, another yeah. thing too I mean how could you do like I mean obviously Auschwitz didn't condone this type of activity like he was going into gas chambers with like a little like a rock hammer breaking off yeah. pieces of the wall and he videotaped it too I mean, um, they weren't using they weren't using them for raves, you know. I mean, I don't know what else they would have been using those buildings for. So. Um, Zundel actually publishes findings as a like to report, which is still used right. to this day, yeah. by Nazis to yeah. disprove the Holocaust. Yeah. Um, the court. So when anyway during the trial, the court accepted. You know, the Leuchter report is evidentiary display and not as direct evidence. He was required to explain it and testify to the validity of his conclusions under oath. But the judge was just like labeled his entire methodology as ridiculous and preposterous and dismissed almost all of his conclusions based on it was all based on secondhand information mm. and not even scientific research. He also uh, refused to allow him to testify on the effect of Zyklon B. Because he wasn't a toxicologist nor a chemist. Right. He said, your opinion is of no greater value than an ordinary tourist. Right, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, the guy has a degree in art history. He's yeah. not a scientist. Right, sure. You know? Yeah. Um, he, when questioned on the functioning of the crematoria, the judge also prevented Leuchter from testi testifying because he has no expertise. Mm. So all of the, his findings really didn't even matter. Right. You know, so what he did is he traveled to several sites identifies gas chambers um and also you have to this was this was at a time when people like cared about evidence and facts you know <laughs> like if this happened now everyone would be like oh you know he's right you yeah know? Oh, no, oh, he like, if youtube was around then he'd be fine well you no, know? they still even yeah. to this day yeah, white yeah. supremacists and uh you know uh, alt-right Nazis are still mm. using the Leuchter, referencing the Leuchter report or citing mm. the Leuchter report. Mm. And, you know, Holocaust deniers uh, still use this as a, as a piece of evidence. And it's like, and it's been discredited and disproven by multiple scientists. Mm. But they're scientists, part of the liberal elite. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jewish scientists. Uh, so Leuchter traveled to Auschwitz and Birkenau and uh, without even having permission, he collected samples from walls, ceilings, and floors from the gas chambers using a chisel and a hammer to scrape off pieces of masonry. Uh, what's really kind of funny about this is his actions were videotaped by a cameraman who later turned out to actually, or people found out it was his wife. So he had been married for about a month before this trip. And he told his wife that the trip to Auschwitz-Birkenau was their honeymoon. That's hilarious. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. I almost kind of wish I could meet a woman who was like, yeah, let's go to honeymoon to uh, Auschwitz. Yeah. Like, to me, that's almost like a perfect honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Leuchter then brought the samples back to Boston where he presented them to, uh, to Alpha Analytical Laboratories for testing. And he said that um, he was using this in, as evidence in a court case about an industrial accident. Hmm. Yeah. So the lab tested them for uh, exposure to cyanide and found trace amounts of it. Um, so I think he also found evidence that the 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 gas that they used wasn't actually a gas. Uh, Zyklon B was actually just an EDM DJ. So, <laughs> so at the trial, he was called to uh, defend the veracity of his report, mm. and uh, he cited the absence of Prussian blue in the homicidal gas chambers to support his view that 
Could not have been used to gas people. Basically, they were just delousing clothing, is what he said. Oh, my God. Prussian Blue is the name of those weird uh, little twin Remember girls. Remember those twin girls? Is that what they... Is That's that, where it came from, it, yeah. Oh, shit. You know, I tried to get them uh do an interview with them. You know, yeah. Both of them have completely renounced Nazism. Right. And they're teen... I think, or actually, I think they might be like young adults now. How old are they now? I think like early 20s. Huh. And one of them's like a, a, a total hippie. I was trying yeah. to get her to come on the show. A little young for me. <laughs> um so Tess later mm. on so yeah he uh not only uh not only did he you know not categorically examine you know use uh, you know there are problems in his research methodology but he also introduced an unreliable factor into his experiment and so his findings were seriously flawed and that's that's why it, it's not even like scientific research the guy's not a scientist right and so, in contrast, tests conducted by Polish forensic scientists confirmed the presence of cyanide in these locations. And uh, in addition, the report, though, that Leuchter, uh, the report was also criticized as Leuchter had overlooked critical evidence, such as documents in the SSR architectural office, which recorded the mechanical operations of these gas chambers. Yeah, but for the longest time, you know, uh, science has been conducted by these elite uh, scientists, you know, <laughs> and where has it gotten us? You know, nowhere. Give somebody else a shot. Shake things up. Um, Yeah, that's why uh, we still have people who believe in, like, flat earth. (laughs) Uh, Leuchter also did not examine the walls of gas chambers until 50 years after they had been used. And some of these gas chambers had been reconstructed. So he wasn't even, like, looking at the actual gas chamber itself. I mean, it's it's preposterous that someone would even ask this guy to be an expert witness. Yeah. I mean, the chambers were demolished by the Nazis when they abandoned Auschwitz. Yeah. So a lot of these have been reconstructed. So I think it was uh, some, uh, one of his, um, one of the, I guess, expert witnesses mm. was saying that it was basically like he was examining like the timber underneath the wall. Yeah. Like it wasn't even like, yeah. Analyzing- and a lot of the, you know, like a lot, like pretty much all of the camps, the SS officers had like um, orders to destroy to like blow everything up. Yeah. To get rid of so, the evidence. And so like the SS like commanders would be like, you know, getting their disguises ready and, you know, putting on their fake mustache and scraping off their SS tattoos. And they're like, all right, uh, uh, Ernst and uh, Wolfgang, uh, you take care of that. And Ernst and Wolfgang would be like, yeah, you know what? We're just going to go dress up as scarecrows and, and hide over there. Like, they, and so nobody wanted to do it because they're like, fuck this. Leuchter had actually taken samples of indeterminate thickness, which you can see, I guess, in the Morris film. Mm. And so the guy uh, who worked at the uh, Alpha Laboratories had, didn't know about this. I mean, mm. he was told it was an industrial accident. So he pulverized these entire samples, which severely diluted the cyanide containing layer of each sample. So when uh, he went to trial, when they went to trial, he was, and he found out what this is actually being used for, he said that... Uh, the tests that he conducted were like analyzing paint on a wall by analyzing the timber that's behind it. So there's no way to even tell how much cyanide was in these walls or if there was any, sure. because a lot of it was reconstructed. Yeah. So yeah, so anyway, uh, Leuchter was uh, widely discredited after this. And um, he claims that it was like a Jewish conspiracy to ruin his life. And they, did he and his wife split up? Yeah, and shortly thereafter, well, after the trial, mm. And uh, um, after the trial, yeah, his uh, his wife ended up divorcing him based on that. <laughs> well, it's kind of weird because it's like, yeah, because it's like he did this and then it was like it ruined his business, it ruined his marriage, ruined his life. And it, it, it's so strange because it's like, 
I don't know, if the Nazis hadn't spent so much money and time and manpower in building these camps and the trains and the everything, like, they might have won the fucking war, you know? Yeah, but they wouldn't have achieved the uh, greatest goal, the objective. Yeah, but they didn't even do that. Yeah, no, they didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they failed. Well, they got, mm. they, yeah, I mean, they, they definitely uh, gave it the old college try. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. pretty far. <laughs> um, but part of the reason why Leuter, I guess, was discredited is because... Mm. You know, the judge was like, you're not even an engineer. Right. And I think once that came out, people were like, oh, well, why are we hiring this guy as a consultant right. to build an electric chair or a lethal injection uh, device when the guy's not even mm. a scientist? Right. You know, how, how could he, I mean, how could he, like, with any credibility say, oh, this is going to be the most pain, painless method of execution? When it's like he doesn't even understand it. Yeah. Um, but he claims that that was all part of the Jewish conspiracy to, like, destroy his reputation right and if the nazis weren't killing jews what the hell were they doing what were they an, an adult kickball league or something like what were they, what were they actually fucking doing no what holocaust deniers claim is that they that these were work camps so they're imprisoning mm. jews because jews were dissidents mm. and they were never killed yeah which I, what i don't understand and is it also because they were work camps i mean they, they did put them to work like building a ton of but shit but they're also executed but then they're camps. also like not feeding them and it's like what, what do you, you want him to do work or do you want to not but feed? What, what about you, like the mass graves? How do you explain right. that? How do they deny that? I mean, hundreds of corpses and skeletons that you could like, you know, carbon date. It was universal horror nights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jews planted that. It's all yeah, props. Yeah, yeah. So apparently Leuchter completed the installation of this electric mm. chair at, uh, at the, uh, the institution in Tennessee uh, for $41,844. He also included a manual that described descriptions of how the chair worked and instructions on how to disengage the prisoner after the execution and how to clean the chair. Mm. So according to the manual, the chair, the chair was made of oak. Uh, he claimed it included wood from Tennessee's first electric chair. Um, mm. Had an adjustable backrest. And back a piece rest. of the true cross. Yeah, mm. as well as a uh, removable drip pan. Hmm. Two, uh, two ankle electrodes made out of brass and a third electrode, which was a tightly fitting cap, which would ensure that the current would pass through the complete trunk of the subject's body. Oh my. So it's like you're frying his legs right. and you're frying his head at the same time. Yeah, you want it evenly browned, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you want to brose them. Right, yeah. Uh, calculations for an average man weighing 70 kilos estimated the right voltage that would stop the heart and minimize body damage, which is cooking basically right um luther trained 19 employees and even made his own certificates to say you're an electrocution technician yeah <laughs> which is great I, I wish you could buy one of those on ebay <laughs> electrocution technician yeah. i wonder did you have to wear like a special outfit um or just a prison uniform yeah probably just a prison uniform god i would want like the medieval like black hood yeah that would that would be great um so uh, in April 1994, as part of a lawsuit, an outside expert visited the prison in Tennessee, inspected the equipment, and wrote in a report that the, the electric current typically used was too low and that the machine does not seem to have the capacity to function with a typical load for an execution. Hmm. So this is what disproved uh, Leuchter's you know, findings, his research. Uh, the facility hired an engineer from Arkansas, Jay Weikert, who came and uh, implemented a series of modifications. But the Leuchter camp disagreed with these changes. Mm. They, they claim that these modifications will result in tissue cooking of the ex uh, executee 
and uh, further fibrillation of the heart, resulting in failure to execute in a brain-dead vegetable rather mm. than a death. Yeah. So Leuchter believes that uh, Reichert wanted to punish executees for their crimes, and he thought this would torture them even more so. Oh. So he kind of, after that, <clears throat> Leuchter kind of stepped away from uh, using the electric chair as a method of execution because he claimed that they weren't doing it right. All this shit just seems like splitting hairs to me, you know? It's like, wait a minute, it's supposed to <laughs> turn the prisoners into a goo, not a mush, you know? It's like, dude, you're fucking killing people. Who, you, you don't, do you really need an engineer? Is it that difficult, you know? I don't know. Mm. I mean, they said the last execution was in 2007, yeah. and they had Weikert, the uh, engineer from Arkansas, mm. who was an actual engineer, mm. examine the equipment. Uh, but the day before... Uh, the, the execution, mm. the execution in 2007 was of a murderer named Daryl Holton. Uh, the day before Holton's mm. execution, Leuchter said, the chair's not going to work properly. The voltage is too low and it's going to leave the inmate brain dead. But Holton did die. His mm. body tensed and arched upward with, uh, with just two blows of electricity and okay. ended up killing him. I mean, you could also just, I don't know, give them like 10 milligrams of car fentanyl. <laughs> boom, boom, done deal. You know, I think that though, I think that's too. Uh, I think that's being too kind, because you get like you just like, we're trying to kill people. Off. We're not trying to, you know. Yeah, I, I like the idea of the electric chair because mm. think about it psychologically. Yeah. You're sitting there and they're like, okay, ten, nine. It's like mm. you're about to have like currents, three currents going through your body. Wouldn't you be freaking out? Yeah, I mean, although, whereas if they just injected me with like a lethal dose of fentanyl and be like, sweet. Gonna be awesome. Gonna ride the ride the dragon till I, I, I die. I think most people freak out regardless of the method. I think it's something that kicks know. in, you know, because you've seen it where it's like they, they um, so like some people are just calmly go into it, but a lot of people are like, as soon as they get to that point, they're like, oh my god, wait, no, freaking uh, out, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Who's the guy that we uh, we did we talk about an execution just a few weeks we ago? Did, yeah, it's like laughing about it. Yeah, and like yeah. it's all good. Yeah. <clears throat> But then when, it, when the injection started going through, he's like, it burns, it burns. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely be yelling something. Yeah. I mean, why not? Um, Zagorski would be only the second person to die in this chair since 2007. He says, I don't want to be tortured with those drugs, but I'm not afraid of death. Hmm. Well, we'll see you there, buddy. You can't stay off this execution forever. Or can he? Or can he? I'm hmm. not sure. I don't know. Um, people you should go check out though Mr. Death The Rise and Fall of Fred Leuchter Jr. it's a great documentary by Aaron Morris Mr. Death Mr. Death mm. it's almost like a Nazi Osborne song yeah uh, it's episode 656 here of Sick and Wrong we have new stories coming up next but first uh, here's a word about our Patreon page do you need more Sick and Wrong in your life? do you need one more news story to make you feel normal? Are three phone calls barely enough to feed the raging beast of desire? Well, then it's time for you to get the help you need and become a Sick and Wrong patron. Sign up at patreon.com slash sickandwrong and you'll have access to exclusive Patreon-only content such as news stories, extra phone calls, and much, much more. Become a patron today and help us make a better Sick and Wrong for tomorrow. That's patreon.com slash sickandwrong. So the first story we have here uh, came in from Dr. Fuzz. 
Dr. Fuzz. Yeah, I wonder if he was, was like a he radio in the Muppets DJ. band? Was that? Was that oh, no, that Dr. was Dr. Fuzz Teeth. I'm sorry, Dr. Teeth. Dr. Fuzz is like, yeah. I don't know, is he like Dr. Demento's co-host or something? Probably, yeah. I know. You know, Wolfman Jack. <laughs> Wolfman Jack was great. Why yeah. did they ever bring that guy back? Or like another, well, I know he's dead, but I mean, okay. I'm surprised there isn't like another character like that. I don't really, I'm not that familiar with him. Well, wasn't he like a, he was just a DJ personality that did was a lot like, of like horror rock. Well, did yeah. the Flower Power Hour or some shit, didn't he? No, no, that's a, no. uh, uh, God, who's that guy? He mm. was in, uh, that's, uh, that's a dude that was in uh, Springsteen's band. Okay. That does that. Um, I don't know. But anyway. No, no, you're thinking of um, Little Stevens Van, yeah, Underground. Van something. Yeah, that's what I was That's not Flower, Flower Power Hours is an old thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Van Zant's, uh, yeah, Little Stevie's. Little uh, Stevens garage. Underground. That's a good show, It though. is a good show, yeah. It is a good show. Yeah. Um, Hi. Couple may have killed 20 women, arrested while pushing stroller filled with body parts. You know, that's the thing. You look at it. Uh, I think I have a, a couple pictures of this, too. This couple looks like they're just going for an innocent stroll. You know, they've right. got, a, they got a, 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 a trolley, and they're just pushing it. Well, um, what was that called? Pram? Is that what they call it in the UK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're pushing it, and it's got a little bag in there, but little do you know, the bag's filled with severed appendages. Oh, man. Yeah. God. Wait, didn't they make a movie about that with Joe Pesci? Eight yeah, heads in a duffel Vinny? bag. Oh, yeah. I never saw that. I never saw that. I don't think anyone saw that. Whatever happened to Joe Pesci? Um, is, he, is he still alive? Yeah. And What's he doing? I don't know. He's not like in stuff anymore. Yeah, you never see that he guy. He might have just quit acting, you know? I mean, he made a lot of money back in the day. He, I'm sure he did, yeah. He, he was awful in those Lethal Weapon movies. Remember that? <laughs> God, that character. It's just like, oh, let's that. give him bleached hair and just make him like more annoying. Do you remember in uh, the movie Casino when mm -hmm. he'd be like, he would get girls to blow him? He would just like reach back and just grab their heads and push it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a great technique. Um,. So a husband and wife here have been pushing a baby stroller filled with human body parts in a Mexico City suburb. A Jew broad, prejudiced against Italians. Can you believe it? <laughs> the grisly find came as authorities investigated the disappearances of three women. One who vanished along with her two-month-old baby hmm. in Mexico City. Uh, once police went inside the home, uh, they found more dismembered body parts. It's a house of horrors here in concrete buckets and frozen remains wrapped in plastic throughout the domicile. Okay. Yeah, so uh, apparently, that's another thing too. You would think if you're going to kill a lot of people and you want to get away with it, maybe it's different in Mexico, you'd think you would have like a basement room or a room dedicated to the, you know, like, like Dexter did. Dexter mm. made a clean room. He, yeah. You know, put the, the, the plastic tarps up everywhere and then you go and dismember the corpse in there. This was their whole house. Right. So where'd they watch TV? Just like sitting next to like a bucket filled with like arms? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I, I don't get it. And it must have smelled uh, bad. Honey, can you hand me an arm? <laughs> um, Juan Carlos allegedly confessed to 20 murders, and he described in detail 10 of the murders. Uh, he said that uh, uh, apparently the police officer here, Gomez... Um, who had been investigating the case, he said the suspect showed signs of a personality disorder and was made to dress like a woman by his mother, which sparked a hatred of all women. Hmm. Similar to a Mr. Norman Bates. 
who I just met over at uh, Universal Horror Nights. Oh, yeah. However, I was thinking about this. We were talking about this earlier. So Norman Bates, yeah. his mother just kind of uh, was overbearing yeah. and forced him to do these things and, mm. uh, and denigrated him on a regular basis, which made him hate women. However, Hemingway was dressed up as a, as a, as a girl by his mother, and he became a famous author. You mentioned that before, and I was like, I'd never heard that before. It's odd. Yeah, but I'm saying it's a gamble. It's yeah. a gamble of this form of parenting. Like, if you're going to force your kid to, you know, give them a, a gender identity disorder, mm -hmm. they might turn into be a brilliant author, or they might turn out to be a serial killer. Boy named Sue. Boy named Sue, yeah. exactly. Um, what seemed macabre to me is that this person mentioned 10 cases in which he gave details and names of the victims. He even gave us clothing that they had on at the time, and he was laughing about it the entire time. He seemed happy about what he had done. So to me, there definitely is a personality disorder. I would say maybe a little psychopathy thrown in there. Sure. You know? Um, but I'm an armchair psychologist. What do I know? He described the entire, like all of these 10 murders in a completely natural way. He seemed very happy to have done this. He wanted people to see his picture, to know his name. I'd obviously classify this person as a serial killer. So I wonder if that's something like, like a guy like Jack the Ripper, who was a serial killer. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't like public about it. Do you think like serial killers now, now it's like it's a way you can get famous? Sure, yeah. So I mean, do you think most of these people are driven by like this, this psychopathy to like, because they enjoy torturing people? Or do you think it's like this guy's like, I'm going to be a famous serial killer and this is what I need to do? Um, I would say it's both. Yeah, maybe. I think it's, I think it's a need for fame. Yeah, yeah. You know? Um, although the one thing about this, maybe it's because it's Mexico. Because here they would have given him like a, I don't know, a moniker, mm. like Dirty Sanchez or something, like something Mexican. <laughs> yeah. But in Mexico, they don't even say anything. It's just Gomez, you know, or, or wait, Juan Carlos. Because like you know, if you think about like like the um, Andrew Blaze in Pennsylvania, who last summer um, killed like five coworkers in the grocery store, uh, and himself, where because, was this? Uh, in Pennsylvania. Because he wasn't getting enough um, views on his YouTube, oh, on the cartoons he made on his that. YouTube oh, yeah. channel. <laughs> and he was just so mad about that. He's like, fine, I'll get famous this way. And, he, you know, I don't even know who he is. He recorded, at, well, that's because the, the morning that um, he did it overnight. And then the, the next morning was the first day that John Comey testified before Congress. <laughs> it was oh, like so a Comey testified and uh, that just that, pretty much overshadowed. That ate up all the headlines. Yeah. It's eclipse. like Darby, it's like Darby Crash <laughs> and John Lennon, you know, Darby Crash <laughs> killing yeah, Darby himself. Darby Crash died, but then John Lennon yeah, got, John shot. got shot. Yeah. Um, um, but he certainly didn't have have any like hesitations like there's all these videos of him talking about it and he's not like oh i don't know if i should do this he's like i'm gonna sure oh, so wait, i think he kind of need to be a psychopath he was planning it out yeah like weeks before on his youtube channel uh he would no he was recording it and then he actually like set he released it i don't know as like a one giant video file on like media fire like the night he did it oh yeah okay so, so. Should all, that mm -hmm. was premeditated yeah uh, phone records revealed that the couple had made contact with three missing women, enabling police to have them under surveillance when the couple was spotted with the baby carriage and the big bag of body parts. So it sounds like they were in communication with these women, like texting them, which seems pretty easy for the cops to track this down. 
I mean, so it's like you look at these women died, you look at their phone records. Mm-hmm. Who are you last communicating with? Oh, this weirdo murderous couple. Right. Um, so at police at first were hoping to find just the missing baby hmm. because there was a you know, two-month-old missing. But after finding the human remains contained in a black bag in the carriage, they were like, oh, great. So you're planning on disposing of these in a nearby vacant lot? Well, let's go search your house. And they found all the additional remains here. Mm. So, th- so their technique here, the way it went down, is uh, Juan Carlos would lure women to the couple's home by offering to show them clothes, mobile phones, and other items for sale. Oh. Which makes me think of, this one thing I never understood about Mexicans and the Mexican culture, mm. especially around here. You see a lot of these like sidewalk sales. Like mm. that, that's like a job for a lot of Mexican people. Mm. Like they'll just have a blanket and a bunch of random crap, like a, uh, I don't know, generic mm. cell phones and like generic toys. Mm. And they'll just be like sitting there selling them on the side of the road or like, you know, just some random shirts mm. or maybe those like blankets with like roses on them or whatever mm. or <laughs> Jesus stuff. And you're like, why would you buy it from them versus going to an actual store? Like, I would go to Rite Aid before I'd go buy a walkie-talkie from this Mexican guy on the side of the road. Right. I, I just never understood that. It's a little that. cheaper, you know? I guess maybe, but I mean, if you had some guys mm. like, oh yeah, I have clothes and mobile phones in my house, would you be like, yeah, I think I'll just go to the AT&T store? Um, yeah, I mean, I've done, definitely on Craigslist, like, I've, I've looked and been like, oh, this guy's selling a TV for 80 bucks. I'm going to go do that. Craigslist has always kind of freaked me out too. Yeah, like uh, I don't mind if like Craigslist. I don't think I'd mm. go inside someone's house, or if I was selling something which I haven't mm. done in a while, I'd meet them outside because okay. I don't want them to go into my house. I don't want right. them to see all my shit. Uh, I would do that as well. But apparently, mm. but I've women, gone into people's houses to you know do that. No, it, it still kind of skews me out. I don't yeah. like going into people's homes mm. to buy shit. But I mean, I have, I have before. Right. I mean, I've also gone into people's homes to get handcuffed to things. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, I, I don't know really, how uh, don't really valid your uh, rationale yeah. is. <laughs> uh, he also, but the one other reason how to like win these women over, or at least uh, um, console their worries. He uh, shared with a phone number for his wife to allay their concerns about coming over. Hmm. So he could call the wife and be like, yeah, here's my wife. She's there right now. So mm. it's it's all good. Yeah. You know, it's not a murder home. Um, but once the woman were inside, he killed them. Mm. And then aided by his wife, dismembered the bodies before burning or dumping them in a vacant lot nearby. Mm. Which That's another thing that kind of amazes me about Mexico. Here, if we want to dispose of a corpse... We're not going to go dump them in a vacant lot. We have to go find some place. Yeah, like we we'd probably go to the desert. Well, to the desert, yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like Mexico, you just go two, you know, two blocks over, mm-hmm. and there's a vacant lot. And just, eh, just dump it over there. It's a Dead Eagles song. I'm gonna bury you in the desert tonight. Isn't that how it goes? I don't know. Is that Hotel California? <laughs> no, it's some <laughs> other fucking Eagles. Song. God, I hate the Eagles. They're terrible. Um, I like how the wife helped him dismember the corpse. Not kill them, just dismember. Yeah. Which is kind of like, I don't know, isn't it good for couples to do stuff It is, together? yeah. You could do that or like a Tex-Mex uh, cooking class. Yeah. Or Zumba. Like, yeah, or you know? watch like a series on Netflix. Sure. Or dismember corpses. Yeah. 
Um, I wonder if it was her idea of being like, we could put him in the baby carriage. No one's ever going to suspect that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, a big, weird, black, bloody bag in a baby carriage. Hint, hint Steve. All right, Sandra, <laughs> I know you want a baby. Next year when I get a promotion. Um, the missing two-month-old girl was not murdered. She was actually sold by the couple for $800. And sold for $800 to the gentleman with the sharp teeth and the scary hat. $800. And mm. what was funny is uh, cops went and tracked down the couple that bought the baby. Yeah. And they got arrested too. Jesus. Are you? I guess is that, that is a crime, right? I mean, I cost like, uh, I was six months old. I cost five grand. Five grand? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So someone got ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, the couple's in custody and uh, remains to be seen what's going to happen. I don't know what uh, Mexico City, like the penal system's like in Mexico City. Mm. I, w I know I would not want to be in one of their federal institutions. Yeah. can imagine that. But I mean, I wonder if like something like this, it's like, uh, you know, you get fined 5,000 pesos and uh, got to serve a year. Well, the, the, the Mexican justice system is represented by um, two separate distinct uh, elements. The the police that uh, enforce the La laws policia. and the Mexican cartels that murder the police. It isn't the judge a big guy. It isn't a judge in a, like a guy wearing a big bee suit. Yes, yeah. Oi, 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 mi cabeza. Do you remember the actual thing that that's based on? I've seen it. It was a guy before. in like a red bug suit. Yeah. On on some Spanish but network. It, was it was it a kids show or was it like an actual uh I think it was an actual like a, like a variety for everybody. show. Or it was something. like a weird variety yeah. show thing. That yeah. was like popular in the sixties or seventies, uh -huh. yeah. I no, remember I remember that. it being on like when I was a when I was a kid. Oh, was it? In the eighties, yeah. Oh, I thought the Simpsons uh -huh. were referencing a show that well, maybe it was on for a while, like it the It might have been on 80s, for a while, yeah. Yeah. I mean it that mm. be from The Simpsons is based on a real thing. I remember Zusha, Zusa. Oh, yeah. She was Brazilian, I think, but she was hot as fuck. Uh, she's fun. super hot. The she blonde, had... She's blonde. Oh, what yeah. happened to her? She always wore like, mm. Yeah, mm. like really low cut. Yeah, mini skirts and stuff. Mm -hmm. Damn. Zusha. Yeah. What do you have here for the second story? Um, well, something very similar. A couple use personal ads to lure women to torture and murder in German House of Horrors case. Da, da, da. Wow. So we, I got a Mexican House of Horrors. Yeah. And here we have a German House of Horrors. Oh, yeah. Hmm. What's the difference? More chocolate over there? <laughs> yeah. Uh, more chocolate and more... Um, Shame. Some more shame. Schadenfreude. <laughs> Better um, beer, I'm uh -huh. assuming. Yeah. Although I do like Corona. Uh, a German couple who killed two women and tortured several others after luring them to their home with personal ads in newspapers were sentenced last Friday. So once again, using these personal ads. I think people, yeah. if you're going to learn something from this episode, mm. um, maybe not be executed by an electric chair maybe not deny the holocaust but also don't answer personal ads god well i mean you got to do something you know yeah but i just i would i would be wary of any personal ad inviting mm. me into someone's home mm. angelica wagoner 49 was sentenced to 13 years in prison and her ex-husband wilfried wagoner 48 received 11 years in a psychiatric ward did uh, you see the picture of them? Uh, let me pull that up there's, here. There's one picture where they look like full-on rotundo. 
Oh yeah, like hills have it's, eyes. It's real like kind of German hills have Ooh, eyes kind of girl. Thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing it, and I'm. Yeah, this is their. I don't know their creepy attic. A picture of their creepy attic or something. Is that what that is? Yeah, or the basement or uh, yeah. torture, the cellar of horror. I don't know. Yeah. At least so Germans are meticulous about it. They have an area where they do their killing and their butchering. Right. Not like uh, in Mexico. Mm. Where did the, where did their, those folks... Just their whole house. Yeah, the whole house. It's like the whole house is uh, the body parts everywhere. Mm. Strewn all about haphazardly. Um, yeah, so... Um, this is weird. The, the release did not give the pair's last names in accordance with German privacy laws, but their names have been reported by multiple outlets, including the BBC. That's kind of funny. Isn't that weird? Yeah, I've never understood that. I can understand. It's not like, fair to put their names into <laughs> paper. If you're a murderer, yeah. why wouldn't you put their names? Yeah. You know, it's like I understand if you're like a victim of a crime. Right, yeah. You know, but. Uh, the pair were convicted of murder by omission of the two women and attempted murder of omission, hmm. which is, which is weird. I'm not really sure what that is, but it says, uh, the, the death of one woman was caused by the defendant's failure to get medical attention. So maybe that's murder by omission. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, that sounds like some kind of German law. Yeah. But yeah, maybe that's maybe it's like uh, negligence or negligent homicide. Yeah, you omitted them from life. Uh, working together, the Wagners uh, lured victims through personal ads to their home in Huxter, which was dubbed in media reports as the House of Horrors. But the other thing too. I don't get it. Maybe it's different in Germany. You think they that, had a Frankenstein at their house of horrors? <laughs> but maybe it's different in Germany. Yeah. But if that couple, if I answered a personal ad and that couple sent me the picture, I'd be like, yeah, I don't think I'm going to swing with you. They probably catfished. Oh, yeah, yeah they yeah. probably did that. Yeah. Um, but uh, once the victims were inside, the couple tore out clumps of victims' hair and chained them to radiators for multiple days. Hey, isn't that the same thing that happened it's to you? Very similar to what happened to me. <laughs> Is that but why the, you're missing the hair? Never go well, back? I always say, pull my hair from the back. You know what I mean? I, I've already, you know, my hair is kind of thinning in the front. So you just pull <laughs> just from the back. Just take it out of the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, what do they do with the hair? Um, arts and crafts. It's arts another good crafts. couple's activity. Yeah. Pipe cleaners. You Marital make, bonding make going on dyes here. out of yeah. them, yeah. Um, the victims were also beaten, strangled, burned, scalded, subjected to electric shocks and doused with pepper spray jesus so so this was like at least in uh the mexican couple here it's like as soon as they walk to the house all the mm. body parts strewn everywhere he's just like stab stab dead yep these are like this is like what weeks of torture something like that yeah what is it? what's Days. the deal with germans why do they enjoy the sadism um i, I don't get it yeah what's the deal with that mm. Um, God, I remember there was this, like, I was watching one of the, uh, getting coffee and comedians with cars or whatever things. <laughs> and literally there was a moment where Jerry Seinfeld was like, was like, it must've been hard to concentrate in a concentration camp, <laughs> which was like the best Seinfeld moment that ever happened. You know? That's brilliant. Who was in the car with him? I think it was John Stewart. Oh, okay. And John Stewart was like, "Yeah, I, I imagine it was very distracting." 
Ah, so weird. So fucking weird. Um, So prosecutor Ralph Meyer said in German that the fatal victims were... I like how they have to specify that he said it in German. German. It is in Germany. I mean, they weren't saying it in English, just in case you were wondering. (laughs) It's like he was speaking Romanian for some reason. Uh, Fatal victims were uh, massively abused by such means, including choking, kicking, beatings, and bondage. Don't bond- this totally sounds like your wet this dream. This is like here. my Tuesday night. You know? <laughs> I know. I was about to say, yeah. this is like Tuesday yeah. at Harrison's house. One was tied to a radiator at night. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know. I mean, it does it, other than maybe the Welcome. murder. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't the, sound that not bad. Not the murder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, an anonymous survivor told police in Elvish... She was left handcuffed. No, she she said it in German. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, that uh, she was left handcuffed in a manure-filled pigsty, wearing only her underwear. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know if the manure. You know what I don't get about this either. Yeah. So they they're not having sex with these people, are they? They're just torturing them. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, this is like Texas Chainsaw, but it's like mm. German cha- Chainsaw or something. The woman had answered an innocent-sounding ad saying, in part, Farmer is looking for a wife. I am kind, nice, and gentle. God, this could happen to anybody on Farmers Only. Yeah, I know. You know? (laughs) Be careful, people. Farmer's looking for a wife. Come on over. (laughs) Honestly, like, what? How did this even happen? This makes zero sense to me. I mean, is that all it takes in Germany? Yeah. Like, that's all it takes to meet a girl. Well, he is a farmer, you know? And he's nice and gentle. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm. Wow. Good God. Uh, Must be into some kinky S&M. Yeah. The Wagoner's uh, acts of brutality came to an end in May 2016 after the couple attempted to take a severely beaten 41-year-old woman to the neighboring state of Lower Saxony. When the couple's car broke down and the woman's health began to deteriorate, the couple called an ambulance. All right, now I'm confused by this. Because hmm. did you say they had already killed two people? Well. Or two people died? I think somebody died before that. I'm going to get to that. All right. They have a pig farm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So why would you want to blow your cover here the by taking this to the hospital? Yeah, it's like, why not mm. just feed her, you know... You've already, you know, it's is it that big of a stretch to kill this person, feed him to the pigs? Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Yeah, you think they could? Yeah, that's what pigs are. For. You just feed them the pigs. That's why. That's yeah. why you never. Tr- I definitely don't want to go to someone's. If don't answer a personal ad if it's a pig farmer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's kind of weird because then they're, they. I don't know why they were bringing her out there, but she was like, "Oh my God, she's dying. Let's call an ambulance." Yeah, I, I, I don't understand that. It's like one a momentary lapse of compassion or something. I mean, they're complicated people, you know? Momentary burst of compassion. You know, the, the Germans actually put together a, a giant museum, uh, a Jewish museum. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, wait, they were collecting, in Berlin? Uh, yeah, collecting all these artifacts. There was one, in I think, in Prague, too, where they were just, you know, and, and afterwards they would be like, yeah, these were our people that existed. Here's all their stuff. Isn't this interesting? Like a dinosaur museum kind of thing. <laughs> like, literally, that's what they were going to do. They have a museum of Jewish history in Berlin. Yeah, they yeah. They also have, like, a Jewish, like, the, memorial, like, every block. Yeah, yeah. You know that? Like, you walk yeah. around Berlin. This like, is, oh. Yeah, this is different. This is something the Nazis were planning and never got, you know, fully uh, realized. Um, 
These are the cavemen, and these are the Jews. Yeah, yeah. They used to live here. And Neanderthals also, you know, they died out. They were cheaper than the Neanderthals. Right, right. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not paying that much for a saber-toothed steak. Forget it. Uh, yeah. So um, reports. Uh, that paramedics discovered wounds to her entire body, including bruising, signs of being bound, toenails that had been pulled out, Ugh. and rotting flesh. Man. So, yeah, they're beating them. Uh, I don't, they're sitting in manure. They're getting infected. They're pulling their toenails out. Like, Christ. Doctors were unable to save the woman's life and immediately alerted the police. Hmm. So... Uh, during subsequent police investigation, it emerged that the Wagoners had previously killed a 33-year-old woman in August 2014. During the trial, Angelica testified that she and her ex-husband had frozen the body of the woman, sawed it, burned it, and then scattered the ashes in the winter on the roadsides of the village. You know, you think that's almost like a perfect place to uh, get away with like multiple murders you're, yeah. you're on a pig farm yeah you could burn the body no one's gonna smell it right yeah. a big bonfire that's a good point yeah, yeah like now it whereas in mexico city i mean you're probably living like right next to like neighbors mm. people on top of you it's a lot more difficult you gotta, that's why you have to use a baby carriage technique right yeah <laughs> but i'm still i still don't understand why they would be like i'm gonna save this person maybe they really like this one really got yeah. attached to her mm -hmm. you know <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so, um, the judge was, uh, unable to give Angelica Wagner a life sentence because she cooperated with the prosecution. According to Meyer, she always spoke of their cruel deeds in a very sober tone. He adds that a psychiatric expert said she finds it very difficult to feel compassion. Well then. Okay. I, hmm. I understand. I understand now. So, so yeah. wait, she get a life sentence? She got for this? thirteen years. Thirteen? No way. That's all she got. Yeah. I don't. I do not understand the European judicial system. Presumably for testifying against her husband, but her husband got eleven years in a psych ward. I don't. I don't understand this. Like in the U.S., this would be such a big deal. Yeah. Like you'd be definitely life. You'd probably get electrocuted. I think. I think they got all the all the harsh uh, justice out of their system. Systems, you know, God. collectively. Um, uh, yeah, so about uh, wow, thirteen years. Did they try to argue kind of uh, mental health issues or something? Well, I mean, he got well, he, sent to a psych ward, so I yeah. I think he was a rotundo, and she had a hard time um, feeling compassion. <laughs> so, Wilfried Wagner said in court. I did not know what was right or wrong. That's why therapy would not be so bad. Wow. Yeah. So they're going to be released and go, right? That's like 13 years from now. That's not that long. Therapy would not be so bad. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she finds it very difficult to feel compassion as opposed to most German people. <laughs> and... Yeah, Dr. Mengele yeah. had some compassion issues too. Yeah. Uh, Noah Frentz, uh, the guy who calls in, who sounds like the guy from Die Hard and Werner Herzog, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. those guys. Um, yeah, so uh, Wilfred, you're right. The, actually, Wilfried Wagoner has a below average intelligence. Mm. But despite this, he is able to discern right from wrong. And he knew that what he did must be wrong. 
But so do you think uh, it was Angelica who's like in charge of all this? That's kind of what it seems like. She did get a longer sentence. Yeah. Um, The trial lasted nearly two years. Hmm. Um, And uh, they said that the process was torturously long for the victims and their survivors. So great. Yeah. There you go. Hmm. Two years, huh? German justice. German justice at work there. Mm-hmm. Man. Um, people, send your story. Sigrun Podcast at uh, gmail.com. Uh, we also have some phone calls to get to next. Uh, you can call Sigrun Hotline 323-522-4032. We'll get to that right after this. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So we got a few phone calls to get to. Um, ladies night here on Sick and Wrong. You know, people always ask, like, so what's, like, a female sick and wrong listener like? Like, what do they look like? Well, why don't we listen to these calls, which are from all three female... All three calls are from female listeners. And, uh, yeah, you can conjure up your own mental image here. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they, ladies They run night. the gamut. They run they, the gamut, they, they I would really say. They really do. They really do. You know, that's the thing. I think predominantly we get male males mm. calling in. But we do have a lot of female listeners. Yes. And, you know, and I, I usually try to mix it up, but I was thinking, you know, we got a bunch of calls here. Why don't I have ladies night here on Sick and Wrong? Yes. So the first call is a follow-up. You might remember, remember that girl who's having her 21st birthday in Vegas with her dad? Yes. So here she's calling in about it. All right. I was wondering what happened with that. Oh, right. For the Eve Online thing or whatever. Oh, yeah. Fuck. That's what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hey guys, it's Pearl, and I just woke up, and I was laying in bed on Instagram because I'm a millennial. She sounds like she was just chained up in a pig style and getting beaten. <laughs> Chunks of hair ripped yeah, out, yeah. just sitting in manure. Mm. That's kind of what it sounds like to me. Mm. You know, and that's what we do. And it came to my knowledge from the recesses of my mind that I didn't tell you about what happened on my 21st birthday. Hmm. You did not. On the 20th, I turned 21. Happy birthday. And nothing really exciting happened. At least what, like, I guess some 21st birthdays go. I don't have a lot of friends. I mean, that's kind of typical Mm. for... I guess people that would listen. I think I think she's onto something here. She's like, mm. I don't have a lot of friends. Well, I think that actually is quite typical amongst our listeners. Yeah, you know, yeah. wouldn't but. surprise me <laughs> at all. Do your podcast? Yep. Yep. Most of them probably don't have friends <laughs> that are loners and probably scratch their balls and smell it. I like. Uh, I don't know if it was Schlitzy. Or somebody that was like, you two guys are my best friends. Right. It's like, I listen to you every week, and it's like, I get to hang out with my best friends. I'm like, you have no idea how tragic that sounds. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's actually a big appeal of, of, of podcasts. It's like yeah. virtual friends, you know? 
You start, it's I mean, like, it's kind of like that. Yeah. I mean, even the very few I listen to, you start to you get familiar with the people and you start to feel like you know them. But almost, I mean, it's almost, not... almost kind of like a weird Stockholm syndrome, you know? It, I guess the main difference is that you hear a lot of ads for fucking, you know... Uh, Adam and Eve? Uh, yeah, or Blue Apron <laughs> or some shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't think Blue Apron's going to advertise on this show. No, they're not. Um, but no, it is true, though. It's like, I think over the years, especially if you think about it, it's like a lot of people have been listening for over 10 years. Right, and yeah. it's like you start developing like a, yeah, like a connection, mm. you know? But uh, keep in mind, we're not your friends. We hate you. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I always like to, to, to mark, uh, you know, uh, the milestone of my major friendships with a Blue Apron uh, promo code. You know? So <laughs> it is very similar. But anyway, um, my mom and my stepdad, who are both very open about everything, uh... Uh-oh. Yeah. Where's they this asked going? what I wanted to do, and I said I wanted to go to a strip club. So, we went to there. Wait a second. Jesus Christ. Am I confusing Jesus her? Christ. With the girl who uh, went to Vegas? No, you're not. Wait. Because she's saying she celebrated her birthday on the 20th, recently, with her parent, with her... Wait, wait, but was... Her going to Vegas, was that for her birthday? Or was it just like because her father was going to a convention? I thought it was for her 21st birthday, but I'm wondering now if that was a different caller. Diff different pearls? I don't know. Was that one pearl? This was not calling his daddy. She usually calls his daddy. Exactly. Is it the daddy that went to Vegas? It is, but this, this could might be, be the a same different person. Girl. She might just be forgetting the calls. I'm not quite sure. Pearls are there. <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. But yeah. anyway, right. she celebrated her birthday mm, with mm. her open minded uh, mother and stepfather, and she wanted to go to a strip club, which is kind of odd. I don't think the rabbi ever took me to a strip club. Mm. That was nice. You know, it was cool and everything. My mom hit on the black waiter in front of the stepdad, and my stepdad was like helping her hit on the black waiter. It was kind of funny. Anyway. The black waiter. <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing to say. Waiters? A black waiter. Yeah, strip club. Well, no, they probably have cocktail waitress. Oh, okay, yeah. This I, is think it, of... I think it's a male strip club. Oh, it's a male strip club. Okay. I, think, I don't know. I, well, I mean, it depends on where this. she is. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I guess how many male strip clubs are there? This story. Yeah, I don't know. This story. Right, is there a male strip club in L.A.? I'm very confused. There's got to be. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know one. I mean, maybe. Yeah. But I mean, it's just kind of weird. She's nails, like you know, the know. black waiter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a like Benson yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I find it really odd. Her parents have to be Didn't swingers. Benson end up becoming the governor at the end of that show. God, I don't. Remember. I feel like he was like the butler, but then he like became the lieutenant governor or something. Did he? He was like the governor's butler, and then he became the lieutenant governor, and then I think he ran for governor against and the governor. And then he became the governor. Yeah, I don't know if he won. I forget how. It's it a ended. weird show for you to watch at that age. How it old is. were you then? Very young, like like four or something, you know. So it's <laughs> like watching... I yeah, and I don't understand. Mommy, that... put on Benson. <laughs> well, I had my 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 uncle. My mom like worked all the time, so I hung out with my uncle a lot. And he all he watched were black sitcoms and and black exploitation movies. Like hmm. he used to watch like Blackula 
He used to watch Blackula. And then, oh yeah. And he had, uh, n- n- he liked Blackula so much that he actually had, he made an audio recording of it on a tape and then he'd listen to it in the car. But it would be like a recording of, of Blackula, but also with him like laughing and making remarks during the film because he now, recorded it just in his Talk room. about psychopathy. Yeah. That's weird. Oh, Why would he do that? Because he's, he's a weird dude. Weird. He was a weird Did he have guy. any black friends? No. <laughs> Although he was Sicilian, so he was very, very dark. But, um, uh, you yeah, know. that's odd. Yeah, he, like, uh, what did we watch? Amen, 227, <laughs> uh, like, uh, you know, everything. You know, Family Matters? Uh, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. It's a little later, though. That's a little later. Different yeah. strokes. But yeah, Benson, different strokes. Oh, wait, were there too many white people in different strokes for him to like it? No, he, he liked it. Did you guys watch Good Times? Uh, yeah, Good Times and, um, the other one that I always get confused with good times. What's the other one? Uh, too Close for Comfort? No. The, um, <laughs> Perfect Strangers. No. <laughs> There's Good Times, and then, which is the one with Rerun? Oh, What's Happening. What's Happening, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah that okay. actually, Good Times to me was too mm. serious. Mm. Like I was like, this is just too serious. I don't, I don't like this one as much. Yeah, it was pretty serious. Yeah. Whereas like What's Happening, I mean, that was like some like A-list humor there. Right, yeah. <laughs> That's weird, though, that he would record himself laughing, yeah. watching a black exploitation movie, and listen to it in the car. In the car. In was the he fl- married? No, he was a lifelong bachelor. Okay, that explains a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. And he I was. Bet a- Lindsey Graham does that. Yo, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These Negroes are so funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I want to find out, yeah. like. Is she gonna go in here? Is she gonna go into a whole story about like her parents brought the black waiter back home and had like a, <laughs> a threesome and she watched? Yes, it's like a coming of age ritual. This is yeah. how you become a woman, Pearl. Now, I, I don't want to be offensive or anything, but <laughs> would you mind doing any kind of mandingo role playing? <laughs> mm. We go to a strip club. And not race. I mean, I'll be the Mandingo. Uh, I'm going to give away my location because I don't give a fuck. And it's like 5.30 in the morning. Um, at least I think it's 5.30 in the morning. That's why she sounds so tired. Go to bed. Uh, we're in Portland. And it's Club Rouge, which is like the high-end strip club. And there's this one dancer that when she... She asked what we were doing, and I said, oh, it's my birthday. And she said, cool. And, like, well, she didn't say cool. She was like, oh, that's cool. And She's then, at a female strip club, not a male okay, strip okay, club. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. But we, Portland... She said waiter, threw me off. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's probably just yeah. a cocktail waitress. She said waitress, but yeah. Portland, have you ever been there? Uh, no. no. Most strip clubs per capita. I've heard this, yeah. Yeah, there's a ton of strip clubs, but it's weird. Like you Montreal's go there, like that, too. Well, you go yeah. there, and it's like, there's a lot of lesbians in Portland. Mm. So it's like half the crowd is women, and a lot of the dancers mm. aren't like an L.A. strip club. Like an mm. L.A. strip club experience, you're going to have like some blonde girl looks like Stormy Daniels, big fake titties and all right. that. There, it's like, you'll have a girl with like armpit hair, mm. you know, big old bush, mm. dreadlocks, mm. lots of tattoos. It's like... I like it. Yeah, yeah. No, mm. I mean, it was kind of yeah. cool. I and mean, we went there for a P-Town's bachelor party. Mm. Hmm. But anyway, um, so Portland, that explains a lot. So this guy, this is a different girl than the one that went to Vegas. Mm. You think so? I think so. I don't know. Maybe. We'll I have know. to figure it out. I'll figure it out. And she asked who the people with me were, and I said, oh, these are my parents. 
And she's like, oh, my God. Like, both parents brought the kid. It's usually just the dad and the son. Again, both parents brought the daughter. Anyway, when the dance was done, she got off the stage and she said, give me your finger. So I thought she was going to, like, lick it or something. And she did. She did lick it. But she had the tongue modification where the tongue was slit down the middle. Oh, it's like she... a bifurcated tongue. Whoa. Like the piercing. I thought she was going to be like, smell my finger. Yeah. She wiggled both ends on either side of my finger. And like, like kind of like at opposite speeds, like opposite direction. And that was like the hottest thing I've ever experienced. <laughs> anyway, keep it sick. Keep it wrong. I'm gonna go back to bed. Wow! Can you imagine what she could do with that tongue? Uh, no, not really. I, I, you know, have you ever met anyone that had that? No. Uh, yeah, I think so. I know a couple people yeah, yeah. that have that. Yeah. And it, it, it did. It, the, the ones you met, did it affect their speech at all? Yeah, uh, I was a there's a guy who's a friend of mine. He's a piercer in San Francisco. His name is Nick. Um, he actually briefly bartended mm-hmm. at the strip club I worked at. Yeah, he like it, it's almost like he spoke with a lisp. Yeah, yeah. Seems like it would just give you like a weird like eight year old lisp, you know? Yeah, it was weird. Like, hey guys, I'm a, I'm a human stink <laughs> man now. But he would yeah. always like pull his tongue out and do that, and girls would be like, oh, yeah. gross. But yeah. I think they were secretly like, uh, you know, really into it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. But yeah. the one thing I never understood about that bifurcated tongue, yeah, is you're going to a piercer who basically is one step above Carney. Not a doctor, not a surgeon, you know, not even a nurse, and they're cutting into your tongue, yeah. splitting it apart, and then stitching it back together, and you're trusting them to do that. That is weird. Yeah, that's fucking bizarre. Mm. I, you know, don't get me wrong; it's probably a sterile environment. Most most places are most most pierce most reputable piercers are pretty sterile. Mm. But would you trust them to slice your tongue open and stitch it back together? Well, luckily, we still exist in a, a manufacturing economy. So, um, you know, most people uh, to earn a living, they don't really have to speak properly. It doesn't matter, you know. So it's fine. Should be fine. I, yeah, I don't know. I've always yeah. been like that whole process of having that done kind of freaks me out. Mm. Though I gotta admit, I've always wanted to date a girl that had that. Really? Yeah, I've always wanted to feel it. How Let's see what it's like. Far down, how far do they go with the with the split? How, how far it's split? Yeah, just like it an inch or something, right? Yeah, yeah but I mean, an inch yeah. on a tongue is pretty yeah. significant. You know? Yeah. So, wow, that's a, that's a weird thing. I like how that stripper is like, yeah, usually it's a dad and his son. Mm. How many... <laughs> did your dad ever take you to a strip club? No. I couldn't imagine if the rabbi's like, all right, David, you're 14 years old. You're mm. going to a strip club with me now. It's like, well, mm. I gotta be 18. Okay. I'll wait a few years. It's, mm. I couldn't even imagine doing that with my dad. It would be weird. I mean, I, I, I've never really been interested in them, and I don't, I don't think my dad's really that interested in them. But I remember my dad, when I was like a kid, when I was like early teens or whatever, he'd be like, I know you're going to have pressure to go out drinking with your friends, and I don't want you to do that. If you want to drink, you tell me, and we're gonna, we'll get drinks. Did you get wasted with your no, dad? No, because I don't want. It was like I don't even like hanging around with my dad, let alone like I don't want to drink with him, you know. <laughs> so Jesus, my dad was like, a lot of mm. kids your age love to study the Torah, yeah. so we can get together, we can read the Torah, the Talmud, have a very good time. You don't do it with your friends; you do it with me first. Um, now, you know, what did King David mean in this <laughs> psalm? <laughs> the mm. one thing I remember, I, I think I wrote about this in my book actually, mm. uh, when I was at the strip club. I didn't really see too many 
dads mm. with their sons coming in. A, a right. couple times, I guess, it's happened. Bachelor parties, that sure. would happen. But I remember one time, uh, birthdays, it was like a big deal. Um, when you'd have a birthday or a bachelor party, like the DJs usually had to do something. It was like included in the club. Like yeah. it was part of, uh, like if you came in and it was your birthday, DJs would like put you up on stage and like the girls would jump on your lap and do a whole thing. Yeah. I used to tell people, depending on who, which, who was managing, but I used to be like, yeah, I can do it for a hundred bucks. It was free. Hmm. But I would just charge a hundred bucks. Right. Just, yeah. Cause they'd pay you usually cause they're drunk. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember one time it usually, it was just like a group of dudes came coming in. It was one dude's birthday and they'd get wasted and they, and the girls like fucking get sadistic. Like they jump on the pole and like slam down on the guy and mm. whip him and pull his belt off, give him a wedgie. Damn. And the girls would get nasty with mm. it. But I remember one time, uh, this guy came in. He was all military too, like buzz cut. You could tell he was like in the uh, Marines or something. And he was with his brother, who was like pretty effeminate. And he was like eighteen. And his brother was like, "I want this." He's like, "Yeah, it's my brother's birthday, and it's about time he uh, feels the touch of a woman." That <laughs> memory came up, and I was like, uh, "Okay, yeah." A uh, hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was like, "Sure." He passed yeah. me a hundred bucks. He's like, "When are you going to put him on stage?" I don't want to be here this, you know, too long. And I'm like, "I don't know, like twenty minutes." Yeah. And he's like, "Okay." And so we put the kid up on stage, and yeah, the girls like did that whole thing where they lined up and they like jumped on him and pulled his belt off yeah. and whipped him and did the, what they usually do. And the kid pissed himself. How old was he? Eighteen. But he was really, he was pretty effeminate. You could tell, like, he didn't want to be there, did yeah. not like his brother, and his brother is forcing him to do this to, like, make him a man. Oh, my God. It was pretty embarrassing, and the whole crowd. And, like, I mean, the DJ makes fun of people. Like, that's what you do. Sure, yeah. And so I was making fun of him the whole time. Yeah. And then when I saw that, and he pissed himself, and it looked like he was about to cry. Yeah. I was like, man, I'm going to cut this fucking short. Like, yeah, I yeah. felt so bad. And, like, the girls were like, ugh, gross. And, like, jump, like, recoiling in horror. Yeah. And, like, the, the brother, the whole time was just stoic, just staring on stage. Like, no emotion, nothing. He wasn't tipping. He was in the back just watching his brother be humiliated. But thinking maybe it was becoming a man because these women were there. And it was like, oh, it was so awkward. And as soon as the kid pissed himself and the girls were like gross and jumped off of him. But he was like, his hands were bound behind because they take the belt off and mm. tie his hands up behind the pole. The girls were all like gross. And like, and then the whole crowd just erupted into laughter. And like everyone was laughing. And then I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and so then I pretty much just cut it short. And then like they undid, you know, undid it. And they, he walked down and like went to his brother and his brother just kind of looked at him and they just left. And like he just like, marched him out. Now, how many girls do you think um, are dead in his crawl space today? <laughs> I, I was thinking about that too. Yeah. I was like, "Well, if you want to make a serial killer, yeah, you just accomplished that goal." <laughs> Jesus Christ! But it is pretty. You know, I gotta say, yeah. it's kind of cool that your mother and your stepfather took you to a strip club because I, I, that's rather atypical. Right. That's weird. But anyway, happy birthday there. Good um, God, was, people. Yeah. Yeah. probably going to be a stripper very soon mm. don't get your don't get your tongue cut right no. <laughs> uh, next call we have here is about uh, that presidential alert That was that this week that we got that this no past that week? was like a week or two ago or something like that I thought it was like last Monday I don't know I time know. yeah so maybe it was a week ago something like that uh, here we go presidential alert hey guys uh, I just wanted to share my story about the presidential alert where were you thing it happened on my my day. 
or I was hungover as fuck, and I was pretty sure this is the same. <laughs> no, I think you're thinking all girls sound the same. This okay. girl's different. Okay. Yeah, her voice sounds different. Still in bed, and decided to try and look at a little porn and fucking you know masturbate your way to get motivated to get out of bed finally. Uh, when do you do that in the morning? Where it's like you wake up, you got morning wood, you got to jack off. Sometimes. I never do that. Well, mainly because I got to get up at 8.30 and go to work. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't usually do that. I, th- I mean, I u- used to, obviously, when I was younger, you know? I suppose um, if I can just sleep in yeah. and I woke up and it's like, yeah, maybe then I would. I definitely, yeah, I definitely used to be more of a morning sex person when I was like in my early 20s, you know? And uh, I think over time, just sleep apnea. Yeah. yeah, I was never too into uh, morning sex because mm. it's like you wake up, and I've got a lot of girls like it. A lot of girls yeah. really are horny in the morning. It's like, yeah. sure, I wake up and I got uh, morning wood, but it's like I feel gross. Right, I'm still yeah. kind of tired. Yeah. I'm right. gonna have coffee, yeah. hang out, and then maybe we can have sex after that. Mm. At least let me eat my bagel. Mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The alarm hit me in my time zone. It was like one thirty-eight p.m. So. Supposed to show what what kind of a day that was. So I'm looking at red tube, and just you know about to like reach my peaks and my eyes are closed for a second. What was the alert about? I forget. It was like uh, I don't know. It's just it was like a Trump. reward for the capture of Rosie O'Donnell or something, right? I forget. It was something. <laughs> I weird. think it's just so yeah. Trump could test if he okay. really wanted to tweet. You know, like mm. he could instead of tweeting mm. to everybody, he could actually text everybody. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. I don't understand the purpose of it. Mm. And the next second, I open my eyes at the phone propped up against my water bottle. It's the fucking presidential alert, and the website's gone. It's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, maybe even, like, coitus interruptus these days, or what the fuck, like, does Red 2 really do this shit? So I took a screenshot and then just fucking, like, X'd out everything, and I don't even know if I, I don't think I shut off my phone, because fuck it. But then Googled it immediately and, you know, discovered apparently people were warned. But, yeah, I was uh, I was fucking climaxing <laughs> when the presidential alert came out. And so there you go. Have a good one. Uh, also, your guys' voice is sound kind of sexy. So I think you should read some, like, hot stories sometime and put that up on, like, your Patreon or something. All right. <laughs> Later, boys. It might be the first time I ever heard a woman say my voice sounded sexy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you maybe. You got like a deep like radio voice. I just had this like whiny, nasally voice. I mean, I can read some erotic werewolf fiction. That's what the kids like, right, these days? I don't know. Maybe yeah. some, this girl's into like Gilbert mm. Gottfried or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love Dee's voice. Um, so that's interesting. Mm. Did Trump ruin her climax? Yes. But I mean, with a girl, so if you're a girl, mm. got your eyes closed, you're about to, you're about to come, and then something like that happens, do you have to work your way all the way back up now? Well, she was watching Red Tube, so I don't think her eyes were closed. No, she said her eyes were closed at that moment. Oh, at that moment? Yeah, yeah. At the moment, you're about to, she was about to come, oh, and okay. then, then the presidential alert came. But what I'm, what I'm wondering is if you're a woman, you're masturbating, you're almost mm. at that point, mm. and then something distracts you or mm. uh you know and, and causes you not to like to lose it do you have to like you have to go all the way back start up all over, or do you just quit you just be frustrated 
you have to go all the way back. Hasn't this ever happened to you in sex with a woman? You, you know, know? You're almost there and then something happens and then you got to start over. It's a whole thing. Well, with masturbating, yeah. the only thing that's happened to me is like, I'll be like, you know, about to, I'm like sitting there watching Red yeah. Tube or whatever about to come and then someone will like, you know, like my fucking cousin will call yeah. me or something or my sister will call and be like, oh, God damn it. Yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't even look. I shouldn't even have my phone here. And then mm. it's like it can. But that's the thing with masturbation for dudes. It's mm. like once you lose your boner, I I won't even probably start up again. I'll mm. be like, ah, fuck it. I just wonder how hard. Mm. Like with girls. Yeah, but you, I mean, this. I'm saying this has happened. You it know, does. To you. I'm just wondering. With, Not with you, but with women. When you're having sex with a woman, you know what I mean. She's gonna come, and something goes. Something happens, and, and then she doesn't. Happens. But oftentimes, when girls are about ready to come. Yeah. You just have to like play with them again, then they'll because they're almost yeah, there yeah, anyway. I guess that's true. I guess Whereas that's like true. a guy, if you lose your boner, it's like, yeah. well, fuck. Now I gotta like, yeah, it's a whole thing. Do a whole thing, and then yeah. usually I'm just like, ah, fuck, it, I don't care, mm. you know. Mm. But I would have been if I was her. I'd have been pretty. That would have been like, you know what, fuck you, Trump. Right, and then you're you just know. thinking about Trump and his in his like tennis shorts. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that thick booty. Uh. <laughs> With the fucking tidy whities that you can see under the shirt. It's like the worst photo. Oh, it is. It's like worse than that. The, 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 the one with the soldiers in Vietnam shooting like eight-year-olds. It's worse than that. It's worse than that photo. I, I like that meme that's going around of like Kanye likes it thick. And he just shows yeah. Kim Kardashian's ass and Trump's <laughs> ass in the white tennis shorts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank Alternate you for sharing. Universes. Yeah. Um, last call. Last uh, uh Ladies' night call here is uh, Vicky. Good old Vicky. Oh, what a night. Uh, Vicky. Uh, Vicky, yeah. Vicky, right. yeah. yeah. Calling in about internet dating. Hey, guys. Um, I have to apologize, I'm a bullshit fan. I'm so far behind on the podcast. Inexcusable, really Vicky. And it's uh, Vicky from the UK. Hey. <laughs> I missed you when you were here, I thought guys. it was Vicky from I know, Tennessee. So <laughs> um, anyway, um, I just, I just, I just wanted to say um, some a news story that I found today. A bit of a shit story. This is really bad. Um, UK author Helen Bailey was widowed. Then she got together with this chap called Ian Stewart internet dating and um anyway she went missing oh uh, i'm sorry she got saddled with a dude in syrup no his name was uh, callum whatever it, she's a fan or there was like a famous author who met yeah. someone through internet dating yeah shannon bailey or something something she? like that so yeah. wait she got saddled in bailey's <laughs> she ever drink bailey's from a shoe <laughs> She was drinking Bailey's from a shoe. Uh-huh. Next thing you know, she went on the internet and uh, started dating. Yeah, sure. I'm having trouble following this story, Vicky. Yeah, me too. It's very, uh, what the fuck, you know? I don't know. It's like a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. And they fucking found her in the cesspit. I'm not sure if um, you Americans uh, uh, know what cesspit is. It's basically like when you're not attached to the sewers... Your toilet, all your shit goes into. Yeah, it's a cesspool. A cesspool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like a pod, and then a, a big, a big truck comes to empty it. Septic tank. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? This is a message for kids. No internet dating. It's really bad. Um, 
you know what? You know what? So is driving a car, if you go by that logic, you know? I mean, I can understand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, uh, come on. It's, it's inevitable know? something's going to happen eventually. Yeah. But for all the negative experiences, there's a lot of positive experiences, sure. too. Yeah. And the reason I like internet dating yeah. is because it's like, I'm lazy. You can yeah. just do it from home. You know, yeah. you don't have to fucking deal with it. It's easy. Yeah, you think so, but well, no. Usually, it's it's, it's disappointing, it's largely. A, but at the same time, it's like you haven't put much effort into it. Mm. So, what's there to be disappointed about? Everything. <laughs> yeah, but everything life is, life is disappointing. Yeah, yeah. The thing I was most bothered. Also, I just find for some reason when I meet someone on online dating, it feels like empty. You know, <laughs> as opposed to like when I, if I meet somebody like in real life, there even if it's like somebody that. I'm not that into, like I'm more into it because of the serendipity of meeting someone in life. I guess that is true. Yeah. I think that's more meaningful. You know, I'd say most successful relationships I've had has usually yeah. been like, you know, meeting someone in real life, either yeah. a friend of a friend or introduced to somebody or something like that. Whereas online dating, I don't know. You can meet someone, have sex with them, and it's just this meaningless connection. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. I mean, and you don't I have to leave your home. I've, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I guess I did fall in love once uh, with someone I met through online dating, so I guess it's possible. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a bastard through the fucking dog in as well, a cute little dachshund. That make me a bad person. She's talking about dog. It's not like I was going to identify him on a fucking uh, identity parade. What the fuck is she talking about? I thought she was talking about dogs. What's an identity parade? Is that a thing? Okay, she was saying something about a dachshund. Then she got into talking about dogging. And now she's talking about the identity parade. Um, <laughs> didn't they play at the Regent last month? The identity parade? Yeah, they opened up yeah. for Arcade Fire. What the fuck is identity parade? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Poor little bugger. So, anyway, yeah. Kids don't internet date. You get murdered and thrown in a fucking chest. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Love to you all. So far behind, I promise I'll catch up. Bye. All right, I was confused by that one. I was so confused. I mean, I, I'm tempted to go back and listen to it, but. And this is I, why we rarely do ladies' night on second night <laughs> because the calls are too confusing. They're too confusing. That was so... Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think there are a lot of, like, English terms there that we might be... Or, you know, phraseology mm. that we might not be uh, familiar with. I'm so nonplussed right now. It's, it's yeah, like yeah. A, a, uh, an author, and she met a guy... Well, no, Bailey Wick something. Well, no, she yeah. drank Bailey's, and she yeah. ended up dead in a cesspool. Right. And that's because she was internet dating? It's because she was internet dating. I guess. I figured, like, in yeah. England, if you go on a, a date on the internet, you're probably going to meet a guy like Twisted Firestarter or something. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah. you think? I, it's possible. I, I just assume that's what usually you, happens. You could also meet a Rupert, Rupert Everett type, I'm sure, you know? <laughs> you can probably do whatever. But then I didn't mm. get what was... A lot of things can lead to your death. But I don't understand know? how, like, a famous author who who mm. ends up dying in a cesspool or murdered and her body's in a cesspool, how that relates to dogging and identity theft. Yeah, I I do not know. That's what I don't um, understand. 
trying to I'm trying, I wonder if this is like a fucking uh, you know this has happened to us I guess in the Patreon calls where things are actually like a fucking uh, uh, what do they call what do they call them uh, urban legend are you, you think know? this is an urban legend that she's talking about okay here I, I'm finding it now Helen Bailey I gotta, I gotta like, oh, so she wasn't drinking Bailey's. Her surname yeah, was Bailey's. Uh, yeah, I gotta like look this shit up apparently because you know there's not enough information. Uh, yeah, so she died. Body was found. She died April 2016. She wrote Electra Brown and uh, books about for teenagers. Hmm. And uh, she's reported missing. Three months later, her remains were found hidden in her home. Her partner Ian Stewart was charged with her murder and found guilty. So that would she meet him on Plenty of Fish or something? The crazy world of Electra Brown, um, and it was a cesspit or something. It's yeah, fascinating. So uh, at the trial, blah blah blah, so, uh, secretly drugged Bailey with Zopiclone sleeping pills for several months before suffocating her. Um, she may have still been alive when dumped in the cesspit. Oh my God, bro. Whoa, and so she drowned in a... In what? Cess- wow, she drowned in, like, a, a sewage. She may have been alive. They don't know. God. I don't know why they don't know, but... Um, she was probably using OkCupid. Okay yeah, I guess so. Um, but wait, let me see. Um, Ian Stewart. Okay, so where... Uh, okay. Her subsequent relationship beginning in October 2011 with Ian Stewart... Hmm. Um, I guess maybe she met him on it doesn't say but I guess maybe she met him on uh, online yeah so who is Vicky dating these days that's what I want to know mm. and is Vicky doing a lot of online dating I don't know let's find out Vicky give yeah. us uh, give us an update on your uh, your romantic is life is she married or what is, what's her deal I'm not sure I yeah. think she has a dog or she likes dogging I, that's, I was confused as that, to that, at that part of the conversation there yeah there was a lot of yeah. part of the phone call she was like something about dogging I thought but right. maybe I just heard dog I'm not sure huh. anyway people call uh, you could also moment. just say don't write children's <clears throat> books or you'll die in a cesspit that's true you could true. say the same fucking thing is it, is it children's or YA um, it's. I think it's YA. She's best say, known for her teen fiction about a girl called Electra Brown, a cheerful, mouthy fourteen-year-old schoolgirl obsessed with makeup, snogging, spots, and whether she should dye her hair. Because I can think of a lot of YA authors that should wake up in a cesspit mm. or drown in a cesspit. But hey, that's just me. And she also wrote a book called When Bad Things Happen in Good Bikinis. So, oh. Don't you have that? Yes. I, I thought I saw that in your car. Yeah. Uh, people call us sick around hotline, 323-522-4032. We did get an email here from a guy named Rob. He goes, D, if you want the spiciest of spicy Indian food, then you need to ask for a dish that is never on the menu. It's pronounced fall. P-H-A-L, fall. It's a badge of honor for Indian chefs, at least in Britain, to be able to make a fall. Makes vindaloo feel like vanilla ice cream in terms of spice. It doesn't give me diarrhea, but I do tend to put the toilet paper in the fridge the night before. You ever, do, you ever, do you ever do that? Do you ever do really spicy Indian food? No, I don't like spicy food. At all. Well, you're bleeding from your asshole. You probably shouldn't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you probably yeah. shouldn't pour uh, gasoline on that fire. No. Um, I don't know if I could deal with that because I was—I think I was talking about that. I was in a, 
know, a few weeks ago, I had Indian food, and they're like, how spicy you want? I was like, ah, very spicy. She's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. Dude, it was so spicy. I could barely eat it without What crying. does it matter with you? If she asked, are you sure? You say no. They're, they're from India. Are you I, kidding yeah, me? I don't know. What does the you matter know, with I you? I was calling her bluff. I was just like, what are you talking about? Are you saying I can't handle this? It's like a, a, a momentary episode of bravado going on here. Um, but yeah, I couldn't handle it, and I was crying. So I don't think I'm gonna. I don't think I'm gonna go anywhere near this fall. But thank you, Rob. I mean, I like to fucking you know, uh, fucking taste my food. You know. Yeah, I like spicy food though. But mm. you know, sometimes you don't want to mess with Indians, yeah. and you don't want to mess with that. Like Mexican spicy food, I can deal with. But Thai, mm. Thai food, I've had that when she when they make it very spicy, can be very spicy. Mm. So you want to be careful of that. Best way to support the show is by becoming a Sick and Wrong patron. Just go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Sign up today. You get 30 to 40 minutes of bonus content every week. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've been posting a lot of stuff recently. And not to mention, we also do an extra Patreon story and several Patreon phone calls. A lot of the phone calls we get are overflow because uh, we get a lot of calls. And we can't fit them into the regular show. So I usually like take those and just kind of put them on Patreon. Mm. So this week we have... Uh, this guy calling in about piranhas, and it's hilarious. Him explaining <laughs> yeah. how piranhas, like how lethal piranhas are. And you can tell, mm. like, dude, you know nothing of fish. Right, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's pretty funny. Anyway, just go to patreon.com slash sickandwrong, uh, subscribe, sign up, and we, we do appreciate you supporting the show. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. I was thinking since it's uh, the Halloween month, Mm-hmm. We should be playing, uh, you know, like a monster-themed, sick and wrong uh, uh, song of the weeks. You know, song of the week here. Precisely. And uh, you know, Harrison has a degree in monster music. I do. Yeah, you've you've studied this subject for mm-hmm. hours. I worked my butt off at Yale. Yeah. Studying mo- novelty monster songs. Novelty monster. Yeah. Songs. He he wrote his mm. thesis on novel. You have a PhD. And novelty monster songs. That's right. So you pick this one out. This is an obscure classic, Mm. monster classic. A band called Thunder Thighs, and the song's called Dracula's Daughter. Well, where's this band from? I've never heard of them before. I think they're from New York, actually. They're a New York band. I believe so, It's all women, right? Uh, Yep. All-girl band. 1974, so it's like 1970s hot girls singing a monster song about Dracula's daughter. Oh, no, they're from the UK. I'm sorry. Oh, they're UK-based Yeah, UK band. band. All right. Yep. Thunder Thighs. Mm-hmm. Great name, too. Yeah. Do they do other monster-themed music, or is that their one monster song? Um, that's the only monster song. They had some other... Their big single was apparently Central Park Arrest, which was hmm. made up to number 30 on the UK singles chart. Though, apparent odd thing about these ladies is that they're the girls singing backup on Walk on the Wild Side. Oh, really? And uh, they're Reed? not colored, as Lou, Lou Reed says in the song. That's bizarre. Isn't that weird, man? I didn't know this about this band. Well, I feel slightly betrayed. Isn't that fucking weird? All this time, I thought he had like three colored women singing the backup. Yeah, yeah. And the colored girls say, do, 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 yeah. do. Wow, that's weird. No, they don't. No, so. apparently Thunder Thighs does that. Yeah, yeah. It's a good song, though. I like them. Mm. Kind of a cool band. I um, wonder if they're still around. They only had three singles. They never put out an LP. Huh. It's forgettable. But 
Harrison has studied this obscure monster song, mm. Dracula's Daughter. Is there aren't there other bands that release songs called Dracula's Daughter? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Screaming Lord uh, Such. Screaming Lord Such. Uh, there's at least two other ones I have. Two other ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> anyway, this is a great song. We're gonna end the show here with Thunder Thighs, Dracula's Daughter. People will be back next week with episode six fifty seven. Till then, take a Susie.
why do uh why are Jewish men circumcised? It's because Jewish women won't touch anything unless it's half off. Huh. <laughs>